want to look at our Bible, though, in Matthew chapter 2. And uh, I'm glad you're here tonight, obviously. We won't be long. Uh, but uh, next Sunday night, we look forward to our adult uh, cantata, of course. And uh, be uh, next Sunday evening at 5 p.m., obviously. But I'd like to read uh, the story of the, the, we saw the three wise men. Uh, we don't know if there were three, of course. Uh, we, we assume three, as we're going to find out, because of the, uh, the three gifts that are given, of course, in Matthew chapter 2. I'd like to read verses 1 to 12, if I could, and uh, concentrate on three verses and uh, have a few comments here. On the journey of worship, I trust you came tonight to worship the Lord. And I, I know some of you came to see your grandkids, I get it. So uh, I see your uh, nieces or nephews, and that's fine, and I'm glad you did. And uh, the stars of the show are my grandkids, of course, for the record, but uh, just teasing you, of course. But uh, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, let me uh, read uh, the verses, if you would uh, follow along with me, please. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art thou not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel." Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when they had found him, when ye have found him, bring me, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it stood and came and stood over uh, where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream they, that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. I want you to notice three verses if you're following along with me. Verses 2, verse number 8, and verse number 11. It has a key word there. The wise men came from the east, as we're going to find out. And the Bible says, uh, in verse 2, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we've seen a star in the east and are come to worship him. And then we see in verse number 8, the liar, uh, Herod Antipas, of course, uh, Herod the, uh, the Great, uh, he, he was lying when he said, uh, when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Liar, liar, pants on fire. He didn't want to worship the Lord. He wanted to kill the Lord. And, uh, but uh, we get to verse number 11, and they find Mary and Joseph after this probably two-year trek, and they fall down and worshiped him. I want to talk about for a few minutes tonight here on, on the uh, journey of worship. Maybe you're here and you know the Lord as your Savior already. You're on a journey of worship. Maybe you're here and you don't know the Lord as your Savior. Uh, and you uh, know that there's something to be worshipped. Maybe Father God or Mother Nature, one or the other. You're not sure which it is. 
and uh, I want to identify the right person of worship tonight, but I just have two questions in way of the message tonight here. Uh, question number one, why did they, that is the wise men, why did they come? Why did they come? Well, first of all, who, who were they? Uh, the Bible says in verse number one that there, there, behold, there came wise men. Uh, the, the word in the Greek language is the word magi, of course, and we get our word magic from, uh, but uh, it, 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 means, uh, it could mean seers or prophets, it could mean seekers of wisdom, it could be uh, some think they were kings, and it doesn't say they were kings, of course, but uh, we're going to look at the song here in a few moments here that uh, we're all familiar with, us old folks, uh, we three kings of Orient are, but uh, the Persians, uh, both Chaldeans and Babylonians had a cast of magi. We read about them in Daniel chapter 1 and verse number 4, that they were skilled in wisdom, in cunning and knowledge, in understanding and science. So they were uh, students of the stars, among other things. And uh, we would call them ancient astronomers. And uh, so uh, we don't know who these, these magi were, these wise men were, per se. We don't know where they were from. We don't know how far they came from, how many there were, uh, but we know one thing, they were seekers of wisdom. And the Bible reminds us that wise men still seek him. And uh, the, Colossians 2, 3 reminds us in him, that's in Jesus Christ, are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If you want true wisdom, knowledge and wisdom are two separate things. Uh, knowledge uh, is information, wisdom is uh, knowing what to do with that knowledge. And uh, the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In him, in, in Christ, is all the wisdom that we need, of course, and uh, he's the, 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 the wisdom of God. And so we ask the question, uh, where did they come from? Who were they? Where did they come from? The Bible just says they came from the east. Uh, much conjecture here, obviously, east of uh, Israel, of course, obviously, can be many countries, Saudi Arabia, Babylon, uh, Babylonia, and uh, what we know of today is Iraq, Iran, uh, Persia, Iran, Mongolia, China, India, Gentiles for sure. And uh, we don't know how many there were uh, of these uh, wise men that came. Uh, we, uh, again, because of the song and because of the three gifts, we boil it down to uh, some tradition says Caspar, Balthazar, and Melchior are the traditional names, but that, that's pure. Uh, it's probably fictitious is what it really is. It's not uh, just the three names made up, of course. It's tradition. It's not Bible, obviously. And uh, I prefer to think that there were, uh, some traditions say there was 12 wise men. Some say there was 20. Some say 60. Some say 100. We don't know. But the Bible says in Revelation 5, 9, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou hast slain and hast redeemed us by God, uh, us to God by the blood of, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Uh, they were representative of every nation, every Gentile nation. The Bible says that Jesus he came unto his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him, that them gave me the power to become the sons of God. Uh, I love Jewish people, of course. My Savior was a Jew. And uh, we need to pray for the nation of Israel tonight. Uh, but uh, uh, my guess is that we have no Jewish people in this room, uh, we're all Gentiles, of course. But I want you to notice that these wise men, they, they came. We don't know who they were. We don't know how far they came from, where they came from. Uh, and uh, 
We, don't, we ask the question, when did they come? Well, they came from the east, the Bible says. They saw a star when they were in the east, and they traveled westward, as the song says. And uh, Isaiah 16, verse 3 says, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Jesus is the light of the world. And the kings to the earth, to the brightness of thy rising. And uh, I ask you a question. Uh, of course, about five hours ago, I was thinking I heard that we were supposed to get some bad weather in tonight, obviously. And I thought about canceling, but that wouldn't be too good uh, uh, to cancel. And so I'm glad we didn't. It's not that bad out there, of course. And, uh, uh, but why did you come tonight? Uh, I, I know uh, some of you came, and thank you for coming to see your grandchildren again and for your nieces and nephews, and, and uh, that's, that's great and so forth. But... Uh, uh, but I believe that Jesus is the light of the world, of course. The whole world is lost in darkness of sin. The light of the world is Jesus. And they, they must have known, they say, they, they came to the light. And so we asked the first question, why did they come? And, uh, but the second question, this is the, the, the meat of our challenge tonight. You know, why did they give? First of all, what did they give? Well, the Bible says in verse number 11, when they came to the house, that they saw the young child uh, we assume from the fact that he was a young child at this point, not a babe, that this could have been up to two years, or some say even a little longer than that, uh, with Mary and his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And the Bible says, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou worship. I saw Brother George Kai's uh, uh, truck the other day. He's got a big sticker on the back of it, Jesus is God. <laughs> and uh, Emmanuel, God with us, of course. And uh, uh, we don't, God's a spirit, and they worship him, must worship him in the spirit and in truth. But uh, they gave, the first gift they gave, they gave the gift of gold. Gold speaks of honor. Gold is the most, considered the most precious of metals, of course. And it's what we give our uh, men when we go to the altar. We give a wife a gold ring and vice versa. Uh, and uh, we give our best to the master. We give our best uh, to the kings. And uh, three times in 1 Timothy 6 and, and uh, Revelation 17 and Revelation 19, three verses that uh, just quote Revela- uh, 1 Timothy 6, verse 15, who in his time as he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Jesus is my king. Uh, I love the battle phrase in uh, uh, the Revolutionary War, of course, was no king but King Jesus. And uh, he's our king, is the king of your heart tonight here. And they offered him gold and uh it's interesting the three gifts that they offered obviously and uh the song says i don't know if it's on the screen yes it is thank you uh uh born a king on bethlehem's plain gold i bring to crown him again king forever ceasing never over us all to reign Uh, oh oh, uh, star of wonder star of night star with royal beauty bright westward leading still proceeding guide us to thy perfect light so they gave gold then they, they also gave, they gave their frankincense. Frankincense was a resin or a sap obtained by a certain tree in the balsam family, and it would form tears. You know, Psalm 56 in verse number 8 speaks about several books that are recorded in the Bible. There's the book of life. There's the Lamb's book of life. Uh, there's uh, other books, of course, but uh, there's... Uh, Psalms 56 verse 8 speaks about a book of tears put thou my tears into a bottle are they not in thy book Lord sees our tears and uh, frankincense speaks of prayers and 
incense owns a deity high. Uh, frankincense to offer have I. Incense owns a deity high. Prayer and praising, all men raising, worship him God on high. And uh, we have one God and one mediator between God and man and man, Christ Jesus. We can go right to Christ Jesus, to, to the Heavenly Father, and pray and offer our prayers. And he sees our tears and he knows our heart. And so they offered frankincense, representative of prayers. They, they offered gold, representative of honor and uh, his kingship. And then they offered myrrh. And myrrh was a substance used in embalming, of course. And they gave to this baby, this young child, uh, uh, myrrh, uh, uh, picturing the fact that one day he would go to the cross of Calvary. Uh, a spice, a medicine it was. Uh, and uh, the Bible tells us, in Isaiah 53, verse 5, about the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, do you know it? We are healed. And uh, he speaks of sacrifice. And so Hopkins, the writer of uh, We Three Kings, of course, he spoke of uh, giving uh, the first gift of gold, a representative of a king, representative of his birth, uh, the wise man said in verse 2, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? This Herod, uh, uh, the, the Romans called Herod the, the great, gave, gave him the title of king of the Jews, of course. And uh, uh, these wise men came and said, We know who the real king of the Jews is. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. He's, he's the savior. And so Hopkins spoke of the gold, representative of the king and of, of honor and of his birth. Then he spoke of frankincense, represented uh, 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 prayers, uh, represented to God, and uh, spoke of life, of course. And then myrrh, of course, uh, is, uh, speaks of sacrifice and speaks of death. And so we have this threefold gift, but uh, just uh, how do we worship? Uh, why did the wise men come? They, uh, they came to worship, of course, and how did they worship? It's interesting, the word worship in the New Testament is found 60 times. It's literally the word for, uh, it means, the word means, look it up, it means to lick or to lap like a dog. That's what it means, the word worship. And uh, you've heard animals, uh, a dog's man's best friend. And I heard on the radio just a couple of weeks ago, of course, about dogs, about you know, when your dog comes into the, uh, uh, you come into your house, if, if your dog loves you, you know what that dog does, of course. It starts yapping and uh, uh, runs up to you and starts, uh, I don't care for dogs, no offense, but uh, uh, my, my kids all have dogs, of course, and uh, I don't like it licked. It just disgusts me. I, I, got, I, I got OCD, of course, and I like to wash my hands. Please, don't, don't, don't lick me. But if it's your dog, you love to be licked, of course. And they say, I heard on the radio that uh, endorphins, I don't know how they know what's in the dog's head, but they, they uh, say the endorphins kick in and the happiest the dog can be is when their master's there. But if you're not their master, they growl. They, 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 uh, but uh, they have emotions, of course. And the, the word worship, when they came in, the wise men, they fell down on their knees and they worshiped. They, they were so excited to see the Christ child. And uh, I want you to notice uh, nine ways, and just, uh, I'll be very fast, obviously, but nine ways they worship. They worship, first of all, they came in person. And, uh, you know, during COVID, uh, we, 
Uh, many churches had to go online, of course. Uh, many people don't go to church because you can go to church now on Facebook. You can go to church on uh, uh, LinkedIn or what have you, of course. Uh, you can be vicarious in your worship to the Lord. Uh, you can send a surrogate. Uh, some people send their grandmother to come to church uh, so they don't have to. Uh, but uh, they came themselves. And uh, Christianity and, and real worship is personal worship. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's you, yourself, worshiping. And uh, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord, the psalmist said in one, Psalm 122, verse 1. And the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And uh, that's why we said, let me prod you here. And all God's people said, amen. Uh, we ought to say uh, Praise the Lord, of course, and uh, we, we ought to worship the Lord, of course, ourselves. See, that, that seems silly to me. Hey, any of you, don't raise your hand, please. Anybody who watch a, a professional football game today, uh, you see those stands in the, those fans in the stands, uh, some of them are absolutely crazy. You know, the fact of the matter is a fan is uh, short for, uh, for what? Fanatic. And uh, I can see some, in my head right now, I can see some fanatics in uh, uh, the stands of uh, every professional football uh, stadium and every college football stadium across America. And there, it doesn't matter what the weather is. I, again, I thought about canceling tonight, uh, and I'm sure glad I didn't because uh, I knew the weather was going to be bad. And, and uh, I saw a football game not too long ago uh, where it was snowing and blizzard uh, conditions, of course, and people uh, there two hours early were bundled up with coats and so forth, sitting five hours, six hours out in the snow, out in the freezing cold, uh, to watch their team, of course. And they, they, uh, uh, so worship is in person. Worship is, takes effort, even sometimes with danger. And uh, they, they traveled, if they traveled from India, they traveled several thousand miles, two plus thousand miles uh, across desert and sand, little history lesson, uh, mountains. Uh, when Alexander the Great uh, uh, traversed to India, of course, he fought three greatest battles in human history, of course, uh, uh, Granicus, and uh, I used to know him, I can't think of him right now, but uh, uh, th three great battles, of course, that he fought, and uh, he fought 60 great battles for that matter. But he lost his most men when he traveled across to India, of course, when he uh, tra traversed the mountains of Afghanistan. And uh, then uh, he said, well, I'm not going to do that on the way home. And so he traversed the, the deserts of, uh, of uh, Pakistan and, and uh, westward, of course. And he died, and more men died in the deserts and, and the mountains than ever died in battle, of course. And uh, they, they took this several thousand mile trip, these wise men. It's a long journey. It was uh, maybe probably two years in the making, of course. And uh, uh, our, our worship, uh, we just had uh, last Sunday night, uh, we had... Uh, Gloria Peltier here, of course, and we preached on the Millennial Kingdom from Revelation uh, 20. And uh, she w came to church and service started out about 6 o'clock. She went home, she ate chocolate cake at 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock the uh, Lord called her home and uh, she went to heaven and saw Christ, of course, obviously. And uh, 74 years of age. And uh, uh, the days of our years are three score and ten. And if I reason in strength to be four score years, since there's strength, labor, and sorrow, we are soon cut off. But we are on a long journey, and uh, we want to be faithful unto death in our worship to the Lord, of course. And so, uh, the, the, how did they worship? They worshiped in person, they worshiped with effort, even great danger to themselves. Uh, they worshiped by a long journey. But then they 
worship by devotion. And uh, three ways uh, we read, I won't just glance at the verses with me, please. Verses three through five, they, they knew that uh, the king was coming to, uh, they saw a star in the east and they, 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 they were guided by the star, of course. It was from Numbers 24, 17. They knew the scriptures. Uh, and uh, it says, a star shall rise out of Jacob, out of Israel. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel. A, a, a king shall rise out of Israel. Uh, they were guarded by the stars. They were guarded by the scriptures. They knew that he was coming to Bethlehem, Ephratah, because 500 years earlier in uh, Micah 5.2, the prophet, prophet said, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth a, unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth has been from old, from everlasting. And so uh, I don't know how so many people who can't believe the Bible, of course, are receive the Bible when we consider the prophecies that we read, read in the Old Testament, 1,000 years, 500 years before Christ came. The prophecy was given that a star would rise out of Jacob, and that's what happened, a special star uh, that guided the, the wise men. Uh, the scripture said the very town that he would be born, and I've been to that town in Israel, just five miles south of, uh, uh, in the West Bank, as it's called, uh, of Jerusalem, of course, Bethlehem, obviously. It was prophesied 500 years earlier and then, of course, they were guided by the star, they were guarded by the Savior, but they were, they were guarded by the, the, or the scriptures, rather, and they were guarded by the Savior, of course. And, and the song says, guide us to thy perfect light, of course. And uh, Jesus, the song says, the whole world is lost in the darkness and sin, the light of the world is Jesus. Jesus said in John 8, 12, as long as I am in the world, I, uh, he that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And so we worship by by in person, we worship with, with effort and sometimes even in danger. We worship by a long journey, uh, three score and ten maybe, uh, an earthly lifetime. We worship by devotion, by reading. But fifthly, they, they worship by believing. They believe the prophecy. And the Bible says, John 20, verse 31, but these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. There was a time when I believed that Jesus Christ was the Savior, that he died on the cross for my sins, that he was buried and rose again. I received that by faith, and that's how you have to receive it. We, none of us lived 2,000 years ago. And 2,023 years ago, he came to this earth. Remember uh, us old folks, remember when A.D. was Anno Domini in the year of our Lord, and B.C. was before Christ, and now we have the before the common era, and uh, the, the, the common era, and uh, they want to take Christ out of uh, history, of course, but history is his story. And uh, they, they, you believe, you, you, you worship by believing, and uh, worship includes believing in and receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. And if you're here tonight and you've never received Christ as your Savior, you can never pr truly worship God unless you come to the Lord Jesus Christ first, because. Uh, uh, you must honor the Son before you can honor the Father, of course. And, uh, so you must receive Christ as your Savior. They worshiped with, uh, sixthly with obedience, of course. And they, they obeyed. And when they saw, they, 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 heard, they saw the star, they, uh, they knew the prophecy, and they set off on the journey. And then, they, then seventhly, they, they worshiped by humility. Uh, it says in verse number 11 that they came and they fell down. Uh, they weren't Jews, but Jews uh, know that they only bow down and worship. You know, only uh, bow down and remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
they wouldn't bend, they wouldn't bow, they, they didn't burn, of course, but uh, Jews could only worship one and one only, and that's the Lord God Almighty, of course. And so they fall down and they worship the Emmanuel, God with us, Lord Jesus Christ. And Philippians 2, verse 10, reminds us that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, and uh, things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. The song says, bow the knee, bow the knee. He is king of all the ages, bow the knee. God alone on his throne, see him high and lifted up and bow the knee. Kneel before him, all adore him, as you live to love him more, bow the knee. And uh, he's, he's the creator, of course. He, they, 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 they bowed. But lastly, they, they, they worshiped him not only in person, not only with great effort, uh, even with danger. Uh, they worshiped with a long journey. They worshiped by devotion, by reading the, the stars, the scripture, and the savior. They worshiped by believing believing that he was the Christ, the king of, king of the Jews, and the king, their king as well. They were obedient. They, they came with humility, and they, they bowed, and then they gave. And the Bible says, uh, for God so loved the world that he what? gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God gave his best when he gave Christ, of course. Uh, he, Jesus paid it all, and he came to give us life. Uh, the song, uh, John uh, Henry Hopkins, Jr., uh, his song is not in our hymn book. I'm referring to We Three Kings. Uh, John Hopkins, Jr. was a Vermont pastor. Uh, in, in, during the Civil War, 1862, he, he was a prolific writer, a prolific poet, rather, a hymn writer wrote many songs, in fact, uh, published his own songbook, of course, and a very, very well-known pastor in American history, 1862. And he wrote this song by request. Uh, somebody said, you ought to write a song in regards to the, the wise men that came and offered gifts. And so he penned, We Three Kings of Orient are. Uh, again, the Bible doesn't tell us there were three kings. It doesn't say there were three wise men. We don't know how many there were, but they, they were certainly wise, of course. And, Many wouldn't sing the song because it was controversial at the time that it wasn't Bible, of course. It wasn't uh, based on Scripture, per se. And uh, he, he was even embarrassed about it himself. And it turned out to be, uh, uh, if I ask you if you can name another song that he wrote hundreds of them, can you name another song that John Hopkins, uh, or John Henry Hopkins wrote? And the answer is, no, you probably can't. And the song we remember is the song that was inspired by the challenge to write something about these wise men, of course. And... Uh, I don't think it's unscriptural at all. I think uh, it's, a, it's a great song. How, how did they, uh, why did they come? Uh, who were they? We don't know, uh, but they were Gentiles, no doubt. Where did they come from? We don't know. I don't know where you came from tonight. I don't know where a lot of you live, of course, uh, and, uh, but uh, you came from Torrington or Bristol or Burlington or wherever you came from, and uh, uh, when did you come? You came tonight to, to uh, see the kids, but hopefully to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And what do we give? We give our best. We give our gold. We give our frankincense, our prayers, and we uh, offer our bodies a living sacrifice unto the Lord. And uh, how do we worship? We worship in person. We worship 
with effort, with, uh, by a long journey, a lifelong endeavor to serve the Lord. We worship by devotion, by reading the Word of God, and uh, by following the Savior. We worship by believing in Jesus Christ, with obedience, with humility, by bowing the knee, and by giving of our lives to give the best to your master. I'd like to just have a word of prayer. And we'd like to sing that song here. And uh, we'll be done tonight here. I'm referring to the We Three Kings of Orient Art. But I'd like to have a word of prayer if we could before we dismiss here tonight here. Thank you for coming. Let's bow for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the, the rendition by the kids. Dear God, they need to know the story, the of the first advent, the first coming of Christ to this earth. And dear God, uh, thank you for Miss Cindy Coburnett and the workers that uh, uh, worked with the children to instill in them the fact that Christ came the first time. And Lord, we know you're coming again the second time. Your scriptures tell us, the signs of the times tell us. And uh, even so, come Lord Jesus. As you came to Bethlehem as it was prophesied, we know the next time you come, we come in the clouds and you catch away your 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 servants, uh, those that have received Christ as their Savior. Lord, maybe there's someone here tonight and needs to receive you as their Lord and Savior. Give them understanding. May they call upon Christ alone to be their Lord and Savior. Jesus, you said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And you said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you, Jesus, that you're the Savior of the world. You're the Savior of the Jew, the Savior of the Gentile. All that come unto you, you will in no wise cast out. And so I pray, Spirit of God, that you might give unction and understanding to anyone here tonight that's maybe heard your name thousands of times, many times in blasphemy, I'm sure, dear God, and maybe times in, in, in jest, and Lord, sometimes in reverence, as in tonight. Lord, we lift up the name that's above every name, and we bow at the name of Jesus, knowing one day we'll bow the knee and confess you as King of kings and Lord of lords. And uh, Lord, uh, help us to do it now in our hearts, dear God, and help us to walk with thee tonight, we pray. And Lord, uh, pray you just dismiss us with that blessing in a few moments, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name, amen.